Welcome to hell, everybody. Welcome to hell, Team Doom. I am back for another episode of Let's Talk About Horror, the horror podcast where your nightmares and dreams collide. And I am your host, Walter Doom. And let's give a big shout out to Callie the Wolf for delivering us this fire-ass beat. Also, let's give a big shout out to Algorithm C. Yeah, if you guys want to follow them, their, their information is in my my bio you know in the description but anyway how y'all doing if y'all want to follow me it's your boy walter doom walter doom on instagram walter doom one on twitter walter doom on everything else that involves streaming and also i would like to give a big shout out to you guys the audience for still rocking with me still listening to me every single week just to hear my nonsense my goodness let's clap it up you guys let's clap it up So if you guys were listening to me last weekend, you know that it was the it episode with Megan's World. And I gotta say, if you guys have not listened to that episode yet, you should. <laughs> yeah, um, we went over the it series because recently we both watched the movies. We watched the old school movie. We watched the remakes. And I gotta say, I mean... We all feel some type of way about the remake. I mean, the remake is total trash. Like, it literally did things in a weird way compared to, like, the original It movie, if you've ever seen it before. So, yeah, if you guys want to see what we say on that episode, definitely check it out. You know, it's available everywhere that involves streaming. But right now, what are we getting into this week, you guys? Oh, I'm going to tell you what we're going to get into. So this week, we are going to get into Netflix new movie, sci-fi movie, Awake. And I mean, I thought it was more of a horror movie, but it is more of a sci-fi than a horror. I mean, in a way, you could kind of say it's like a sci-fi horror thriller-ish movie. But I'm going to talk about that today, you guys. In a new segment, but not really a new segment. I mean, because literally it's just what I've been doing all the time. In this new segment, I like to call Thoughts of Doom. Let's hit the music. Reality. Unseen by most. A place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side.
So Netflix released this new film called Awake. This movie is starring Gina Rodriguez. You know, she is the star of Jane the Virgin. For some of you that have watched that show before, one of my favorite shows, even though I watched one season of it, maybe something I shouldn't be admitting as a straight man, but I do enjoy that show. <laughs> but um, this movie is starring Gina Rodriguez in this film where she plays this character named Jill. Jill is a rehabilitating drug dealer, drug addict. I don't know which one the film wants us to believe or know because there are scenes where she is dealing drugs where we know that she's a drug dealer. And then there's a scene where she is talking to her kid's grandmother and she's telling her like, well, since you can't sleep, you know, I guess you're not using anymore which kind of gives a hint that she's a drug addict but anyway in this film and she's also a i guess disarmed soldier in the reserve too that does play a role in this film later on um but in this film she has these kids Matilda and Noah. Noah's the oldest oldest child. He's played by Lucius Hoyos. And Matilda is played by Ariana Greenblatt. Um, they end up in a car accident for whatever reason. I mean, everything starts off with a car accident. And then what ends up happening is that a lot of fuck shit happens. So power is no longer a factor. Power doesn't work anymore. And... Everybody in the world cannot sleep for whatever reason. What ends up happening in this film is that Jill, she starts trying to protect Matilda because Matilda is able to sleep for whatever reason that the film doesn't want to reveal, but is a big reveal in the end. And there is a spoiler by a way that I am going to mention. So she protects her daughter from everybody so she's protecting her daughter from like all the crazy people that are sleep deprived and she's protecting her daughter from dr murphy who did help jill get this security job even though she's still drug dealing but um get her this security job at this university where she is still in drugs and dealing it to like whoever you know whoever wants to buy but um <clears throat> Jill's main focus is to protect her daughter and basically keep her from becoming Dr. Murphy's test subject. So what we find out at the end is pretty much like the only reason why Matilda was able to sleep is because during the car accident, she drowned and more than likely died. And because the police resuscitated her with CPR, they restarted her heart and body to where like now she is able to sleep again how did we get here so the only reason why we got here and why is because i did want to watch a movie with gina rodriguez even though on this channel Gigi saul guerrero is our goddess you know all praises to her <laughs> no sim shit by the way but um 
you know, Gina Rodriguez, she's on that mid-tier level, you know, of hotness, if that doesn't get me canceled in any type of way. But I just wanted to watch a Gina Rodriguez movie because she was in it. Was this film everything I wanted to be? Not really. But we'll talk about the things that I do like about this film and things that I didn't like about this film. Now, one thing, let's get into like why I liked liked it first. Well, the things that I liked about it first. So I do like the fact that they do talk about sleep deprivation and the use of technology and what use it would have during a, an apocalypse. So I do like the concept of it being brought in this film. Were they a good mixture? That is debatable. I do like the fact that they talk they talk about sleep deprivation. It's kind of reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street in a kind of way because instead of dying in your sleep, you die when you when you're awake too long. So I do like that idea. And maybe that could have been like a cool little storyline that Nightmare on Elm Street could have explored a little bit if you stay awake too long, but I mean I feel like they kind of did in a way, but it's just not as sophisticated as probably I would I wanted it to be. Yeah, I do like the fact that, you know, the explanation goes like if a person is awake too long, and this is what they explain in the movie, and this is by one of the characters named Brian, who plays kind of like a little bit of a pivotal role in stuff that I hated about this movie. I know I'm kind of mentioning a lot about it, but when I get into like why I hate some of this stuff, it's going to be some major fuck shit. But um, yeah. He kind of explained that, you know, when you're awake too long, your mind kind of goes into a bit of psychosis and what have you from being sleep deprived and not being being able to sleep. And I do like the fact that at the point he says, like, yeah, well, eventually, like your organs will fail. You'll go into paralysis. And then what happens after paralysis? I mean, you end up dying, you know, Um. I do like the fact that they do give that knowledge to the audience that whatever is happening to them is happening at an accelerated rate. So basically, if your mind is kind of already like at a feeble state and not getting a bit of rest kind of makes you go crazy. Yeah, it's, it's going to be times three times four or what have you. So I do like the fact that they do play that as like a pivotal role in why everybody is kind of like losing their shit <laughs> to play, put it plain and simple. Another thing that I do like about this movie is like I mentioned before is the technology aspects of it. So as you know, you know, we're all kind of like attached to our electronic devices. I mean, hell right now, me recording this podcast i'm using like three electronic devices you know um if you ever look at my instagram story you know walter doom by the way you know um you'll see like a bit of sometimes when i set up and you know see like some of the things i use when i'm recording in this film they they hinder technology by a lot basically render it useless in a way because anything with a computer chip in it it's basically useless now i do like the fact that 
with lights they're no longer like a factor you know now you have to use candles like the old days you know back days when it was before uh, Thomas Edison and what have you um, I do like the fact that in this movie like a lot of cars are just basically useless because we all know right now cars are operating with a computer inside for a lot of us we know that our fuel injections in our cars are now electronic which it wasn't even the case back then you know before 1968 where like a lot of the cars they ran under carburetors and mechanical fuel injection pumps so cars like Dodge or like the old Dodge or the old Camaros that you will see they ran they ran with like carburetors and mechanical fuel pumps well mechanical fuel injections so basically cars like a Tesla <laughs> would be totally useless saves energy but totally useless you know um, and I guess I feel like sometimes this is kind of like a movie that kind of makes a commentary about what will we do if technology just all of a sudden is no longer a factor for us what are we going to do if technology fails and we have to rely on our own ingenuity and skills you know and as you can see in the movie like they were reverting back to like oh ancient or archaic techniques you know i do like also some of the cinematography in the cgi um there's this one scene where jill noah and brian they're talking about how like everybody is eventually gonna snap so brian is kind of trying to explain to noah how like the mind when it doesn't get any sleep for like a few hours or a few days you know you start losing your mind a bit and go into a bit of psychosis so Gina Rodriguez delivers this very cringy line and you get a lot of this in this film by the way so you get a lot of cringy dialogue so she delivers this line where she says your mind will bend till it breaks you're just gonna snap and then it transitions into the scene with this pastor who does a snap when he's explaining this story I don't remember what the story was but I thought it was like a cool little transition and they do other transitions that's cool just like this um so yeah I really do like some of the cinematography that's done I like some of the gore that's in this film but I don't like the violence necessarily and what I mean by like I don't like the actions of the violence that's being taken onto said characters but the way the character got killed oh that shit was fucking gruesome <laughs> by the way so in that same exact scene with Brian you know he's at the church he's telling everybody how like you know if they don't get Matilda to the hub and what have you everybody is gonna die you know this is how special this little girl is eventually this cop which all cops are so fucking useless in films <laughs> which we all come to know but this cop who is already kind of like losing his shit you know he gets the wise idea of killing Brian just right then and there 
which is so random. It was so random to me. And I felt like Brian was one of those characters that could have played a major role in kind of creating that obstacle in the film if this movie knew what it wanted to do kind of way. And if they had like an absolute reason on why everybody was staying awake. But the cop kills Brian. Brian is dead. The way he shoots him is like he shoots him from the back of his head. And you see like Brian, he loses an eye and it's really gruesome. I I mean, you y'all know me. I I love my gory films. I love like all those Friday the thirteenth, Nightmare on M Street, Saw, Hostile type films. But to see this scene, it was just like it was mild. So if you're somebody that's like, oh my god, I don't want to see a bunch of gore. This movie is not gory at all. It does have a bunch of fuck shit violence, by the way. But beyond that, um, this is literally all the stuff that I like because if I mention any more, it's going to get into like the parts about things that I don't like. And we want to get into that right after this break. <laughs> so like you shouldn't say in a scary movie, I'll be right back. Alright, we are back to talking about Awake for a bit and all the things that I now just don't absolutely like, but I absolutely loathe, loathe this film. And let's start off by talking about the sleep deprivation. Now, I know I mentioned that I like the concept, but that's the only thing that I do like. I do like the concept of it. Now, when you get into the meat and potatoes of everything, you kind of think like can sleep deprivation really kill you well yes and no now i saw this um report well this article not report but i saw this article um a couple of days ago and it dealt with like this scientific experiment done in like 1964 basically this report came out in 2019 they were talking about the effects of what sleep deprivation could do to you so an experiment was done in 1964. It was a short-term experiment. It was done on this high school kid named Randy Gardner. So what happened to him is that he pretty much was awake for like 11 days and 25 minutes straight. 11 days, that's a lot of days to be awake. So when he did finally go to sleep, he fell asleep for like 14 hours and 40 minutes and then he was like awake for another 24 hours. Um, in that experiment, I, they didn't really go into like much of like the effects on what happened to the kid, I believe. But um, what this article does talk about is what effects could happen to a person that is sleep deprived for so long. Now, in order for something like this to happen, it's usually just like a caused by insomnia so it's usually like a rare case of insomnia where people are up for like a very long time so in the same article they talk about how like from like maybe like six to 30 months 
it could have like the effect to where like yeah maybe organ failure will take place which the movie does kind of go into which i do like the movie does relate real life science into this film because let's face it like a lot of movies kind of like hollywood up some shit all the time but they actually take like some real scientific evidence and actually applied it to the film now the thing that it's also kind of like real life information you know like i mentioned before they said well the character brian said like well yes paralysis would take place after organ failure and who knows what happens next you know it was like a hint he didn't directly say like people are gonna directly die from not sleeping based on the article that i saw lack of sleep doesn't really kill a person per se you know maybe the actions is what causes the death to occur so in the same report they took a a statistics from the sleep health foundation in australia and it was from like the years 2016 to 17 and it highlighted that 3017 deaths happened due to lack of sleep but it was like sleep related well lack of sleep i should say related incidents that led to death so the number one in that report was like motor vehicle accidents which to me is like a noda factor i mean i remember the time of being like really tired because i was in college taking classes working part-time and yeah and living in california like everything is just highways you know so it's like driving to one destination to the other from a freeway and it's just like sometimes there's like backed up traffic and at a certain point you could you do get sleepy behind the wheel honestly i i recall numerous times about almost falling asleep behind the wheel and feeling like yo i could have crashed into this person just now (laughs) you know but um that's one of the biggest um contributors another one that was like very big and that had a high number was coronary artery disease that had 1323 strokes led with 958 um, another one that was like kind of commonplace was workplace injuries that had 94 depression that had 215 um, type 2 diabetes that had 65 congestive heart failure was 61 so and the way that they presented all of this was like you know it's pretty much general information it doesn't go into like people's family history or anything like that but it all makes sense and it kind of does make sense with some of these characters and how they die you know and it's like they didn't necessarily say like well if you don't sleep you'll die you know or anything like that no it's literally it's applied like yo with lack of sleep we're gonna go into like some form of psychosis and we're all gonna die did they really kind of execute it properly no and that was my biggest problem is that the execution and there's a lot of dealing with execution for this movie for me a lot of execution has not been really well thought out you know it felt like they worked under a budget and they threw their budget on like certain things more 
and other things not so much like writing for example <laughs> which we are gonna get into right now which is with them killing off potential storyline opponents that could have been key factors honestly so i'm talking about like in one scene there were these prisoners that got out of jail they were free and what have you um jill she has her son in the library with matilda also and jill is trying to teach matilda like hey you gotta learn how to defend yourself you know you gotta learn like how to fire a gun you gotta learn how to fire a rifle you gotta like now study the books in the library because this is what the new world is going to be and by the way can i just add like this fucking girl cried about everything in this film it was so ridiculous so she started crying about the guns and whatever and talking about how she don't like guns and it's just like little girl she's not telling you to like guns she's telling you to how to like defend yourself and i mean i'm not a super gun activist i'm not pro guns or anything but i'm pro screenings like you know gun like you could have your second amendment rights but like that's fine but let's start screening more and start limiting limiting what type of guns we have um and i'm not trying to make this a political thing or anything but that's just my thoughts but later on in the scene you see these prisoners they're out they're loose you know matilda is pretty much in the car uh, Noah and Jill they're pretty much like going at it with each other you know arguing and what have you so the prisoners get loose Matilda is being taken by a prisoner who takes the Dodge and he's pretty much driving off with her the prisoners they find Jill they see Noah when the prisoners I thought was like really hilarious you know like Jill she fires off the gun to try and like scare the prisoners away but ends up finding out there's no more bullets in the gun because you know guns don't have a finite amount of bullets well guns do have a finite amount of bullets but it doesn't have an infinite amount of bullets inside you know like in most movies i swear like it feels like sometimes in like action films superhero well not superheroes but like the heroes in the movies they have like infinite number of bullets in their like little gun that they have <laughs> it's so crazy but yeah in this film they do play that as a role in a factor which is good you know it's not like oh well i got infinite rounds and what have you um but as she tells noah who is very hesitant which you get a lot of that in this film i don't know why these kids are so hesitant around danger it's like it's danger move <laughs> it's like it's like almost like Friday the 13th where like a lot of the characters they run to the danger instead of running away from the danger hence why like I'm thinking like even though they call this movie a sci-fi movie it's literally like almost like a sci-fi horror in a way you know if you fix a few elements of it but yeah you have this one prisoner as Noah's running away you get this prisoner he says the most hilarious line he's like yeah Noah run you pretty little bitch and it's like this is like the most funniest thing in the whole film honestly like there is nothing else funny in this film except that prisoner why we didn't get more of that prisoner I don't know they could have brought him back they could have kept him in there he could have been a problem in some type of way 
it it kind of frustrated me a little bit that they didn't have him in the rest of the film. Like he could have been at the hub trying to look for Noah, trying to chase him down and what have you. Another interesting characters that were kind of like, why did they get rid of them? Was this Latino guy and this hillbilly guy who's working with this other guy who's taking drugs from Jill. They killed the guy that took drugs from Jill, but the hillbilly and the Latino guy who was working at like this little like mechanical shop, which, which is where like Jill pretty much got the Dodge from. And we'll get into the Dodge a little bit more because, oh my God, this is so terrible. But um, I felt like those characters, because of how like unhinged they were because of their sleep deprivation, especially the hillbilly guy, they could have been like another big obstacle, especially if they found out like the girl could sleep. Um, they could have been more of an obstacle of Jill trying to protect her child. But for the simple fact, like, we had these guys for one moment just to show, like, just to show Jill taking the keys to, like, this Dodge, and they take a Camaro, and then later on we see them brutally murder later on, so Jill takes home dude's gun. It just really, like, made me in a state of, of not flux, but more like, um... In, a, in more of a state of perplex because I was just like those guys could have been useful in the movie because of just how unhinged their character arc was you know I felt like even with like the soldiers even though they were going crazy which I think like was a good idea that they did but it just did not really give much I guess of a I didn't really care for it is what I should say I didn't really care for it because literally at, at the end of it all, they ended up killing each other, which doesn't make sense because I felt like, but I mean, I guess it makes sense because they were kind of sleep deprived and they were having like these drugs that were supposed to keep them awake, but it did have some psychoactive effects, but it just, it, it wasn't satisfying to see for me. It wasn't a satisfying thing at all. Another thing that they could have did, which I felt like, because there was like some hallucinations in this movie, I felt like they could have made some of the hallucinations seem obvious that it's a hallucination. So the audience knows like, oh, this is a hallucination. There's a scene in this movie and I'm not too sure whether it's a hallucination or not, but in the middle of the movie, um, in that same scene, I should actually go back in that same scene where Matilda is being taken off by a prisoner he comes back just in time because movies have to movie picks up Jill picks up Noah and now all four of them they're driving off to the hub right now so the prisoner he goes by the name of the car that he stole which is Dodge Dodge I honestly for me was like uh, he was so so honestly for me like the only characters I really thought were good were that prisoner that said no you pretty little bitch come over here or run away and Matilda honestly for a little girl that little girl could act honestly I mean I have to give it up for Ariana Greenblatt you know I mean she went to the school of Joey King you know <laughs> that little girl is really showing some acting chops and I hope they really put this girl in some more good movies yeah like 
those were the only two good characters and i wish we could have we could have explored a little bit more with the with the prisoner guy you know and although i am talking about how matilda was crying a lot you know because she did a lot of fucking crying which was so annoying to me she was still a good character like she played her role well even though at a certain point there was a scene where like it should have been consistent because this girl is scared of everything she was literally scared of everything that she saw at one point she sees like this female monkey whose brains is being like drained out because they're trying to figure out a cure for this whole sleep deprivation problem she is unmoved and just by seeing the monkey laid out and its brains hanging out and it's so weird to me because i'm like you're crying about shooting a gun you're crying about like a possible attack that was happening which i'm about to get to in a minute and just like everything that's happening in the movie but at this moment this is where you're not crying yeah it 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 lost me for a second hence why i said like consistency with this film was just really off but going back right now to like this scene that i'm not sure whether it's a hallucination or not but anyway you see like this scene where matilda she's pretty much driving everyone she's learning how to drive because jill is teaching her how to drive so she's driving down in this open road all of a sudden they end up in this area where it's just a total not really a dead end but it's a trap it looks like a trap so you see like all these bodies hanging down you see like these people creeping out of nowhere through the bushes and what they end up doing is start attacking the car eventually our heroes and i use that loosely escape from the problem and all of a sudden you just see an open road again so to me i'm thinking like they were literally hallucinating and that's another problem that i had but i'll get into that in a moment but they all hallucinated the same thing at the same time okay my question was is that even possible you know so definitely one was can a hallucination happen while you're sleep deprived yes it can so i was reading this one article from self so it was about this girl who was very sleep deprived for a few weeks because she just got over a breakup she went into a new one immediately and she was very busy with school so she only got like a couple of hours of sleep a night so with her it took like about a couple of weeks before she started hallucinating and seeing things in class so what she ended up seeing in class was like this teacher that that had like very short hair started growing out like right in front of her and when she saw this she was very amazed that it was happening so she sat there and was like well why isn't anyone else moved by this she blinked and saw that everything was normal the teacher with the short hair was back again after that happened because she went outside to kind of like recoup herself and what have you she went back into class all of a sudden this man enters and he comes in and starts stabbing the teacher she's wondering like why isn't anyone else doing anything about it so before she starts getting ready to run she blinks and the man is gone so she thought that she was literally going crazy but what ended up happening is that she was really just hallucinating from being sleep deprived for so long now 
in this movie a lot of the characters they're sleep deprived because everything's being accelerated also and that's going to cause their hallucinations to act up a lot quicker normally for any hallucination to happen it takes like about a couple of weeks you know it's like okay yeah i'm gonna do my thing i've been up slept like two hours you know team no sleep but you know in like a few weeks maybe like three weeks i believe is what they said like you'll end up sleep deprived and start hallucinating and seeing things because you're and it's not necessarily like a psychosis thing but it's just a something that just happens normally it's like a little bit of psychosis but not really so that was one now two was can they really collectively see the same thing at the same time now possibly they can and that does take a bit of psychosis and it's called fully adieu which is also a fallout boy title album but beyond that that is a way that everybody could collectively see the same thing at the same time um but the only way that could happen is if somebody is in a very mentally ill state or in a state of psychosis sometimes schizophrenia and if you are locked in with that person like you're always with that person all the time and you know it's kind of like i guess people that are going crazy together so you'll have this person who will who is called the inducer will kind of induce like this whole mantra of like something is happening around them when really there's nothing it's all just a hallucination so i found it fascinating that this was something that actually happens because i never really heard of it before so going back to the movie i'm like okay there's no way no way that they all saw the same thing because it was just like okay granted that there is somebody that probably is having like a bit of psychosis and they are kind of like together all the time but there was nothing and nobody that actually suggested like oh watch out for this watch out for that you know and the way the scene is actually presented it makes it seem like everything is happening in front of them but when like they get away from everything you see like there's nothing behind them that they're leaving from and no real damage to well i mean there was damage to the car but it's like maybe they're the ones that caused the damage because you know they're kind of losing their shit so i thought that was like a very bad scene and also it could have like presented a good scene if it was a hallucination is if they kind of like made the hallucinations a little bit more of a horror-esque demon you know sometimes like even like something from like conjuring or just like it doesn't even have to be conjuring but just like kind of deform the people in a way that it looks like okay they're not really there you know and i just felt like because they didn't do that i was in a state of confusion like did this really happen did this not happen did they just lose their own shit like what's going on you know so that was another thing that was bad and i'm gonna get to the last thing that was really bad besides everything else that was really bad (laughs) 
but was definitely this story and the most thing that's like really bad about this story is who the fuck is causing all of this and this is one thing we never get a real answer about in this film is like how does everything happen granted like i could take the fact that they're gonna say like aliens i'll deal with that because it's a science fiction film but they never really got to the bottom of like how everything happened you know it was just like one random day jill is driving her kids all of a sudden some like just flashes and what have you then everything goes haywire and then all hell breaks loose you know and it kind of reminds me of bird box in a way because even though bird boxes um chaos was a little bit more structure i felt like this structure was just almost as bad you know like it like not if not worse it was probably worse actually you know it was like bird boxes chaos was a little structured but it was still bad because it still felt random but with this film it just felt like okay random shit is happening and all of a sudden all this shit goes down and somehow some way these people that jill used to work with have all this knowledge about what's going on in a matter of a couple of hours which was another thing how did dr murphy and her crew have all this information about what was happening and why people were being sleep deprived but they couldn't come up with a cure you know it's like they knew everything and they had all the answers in a matter of like a few hours mind you like if you're watching this movie you'll see that it was like only one day barely even one day i should say people are sleep deprived and already people are being jumped into a state of chaos and i get like yeah it takes like maybe like a few days and maybe because like dr murphy is a sleep expert she would know like okay we're moving like as if we've been sleep deprived for like a few days but at the same time who actually notices that in a matter of a few hours it's mind-blowing to me that this film just didn't like take a few days which they could have did they could have took a few days where people was just like okay can sleep for one night okay whatever two nights happen okay didn't sleep again okay whatever five nights happen what the fuck is going on like you know and they start asking questions like there's a process to all of this you know and i feel like this movie didn't take that moment to kind of like do that it was just like okay this just happened now it's like hey everybody let's start going into total chaos and what have you and it's just like how how do we get to this sway how sway how but this movie truly was a film of just total cringe besides the acting which was also not really that great because i felt like sometimes the actors didn't believe in their own characters um dialogues that were just like questionable or just like why is this in the film or you know just things that we don't really care about like here's a here's an example matilda asks noah about his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend and she actually asks him like oh did y'all ever do it it's like why do you care why do we why are you why movie why movie are we making this little girl who is probably like 11 years old in this film but not in real life but in this film 
asking her brother, her teenage brother, is he out there having sex? It's like <laughs> film. What? <laughs> but again, movie have to movie. But my conclusion on all of this is if you guys want to check this film out, that is completely on you. Um, I did a poll on Instagram to see everyone that pretty much seen this film to see whether or not they liked it. A hundred percent just really hated this film <laughs> and I hated it too. But, um, other than that, we're going to take another break, you guys. And when I come back, we're going to go into the outro. <laughs> got a slasher corner movie of the week every week where i highlight a slasher movie that you guys should watch i know i've been kind of lacking on that a little bit but it's more of the lines of me not watching that many movies because i've just been hella busy i mean my schedule has been like hella busy and we all have hella busy schedules man but um it's not really an excuse so i'm trying to like reformat the show a bit just in case if like i don't have a slasher movie for you guys you know maybe i'll start um recommending movies that are just not slashers and what have you and just keep the slasher corner more of like just a recommendation type segment you know um which could also pretty much work in a way because technically it doesn't have to well i mean actually yes it does it have to be a slasher movie <laughs> what the fuck am i saying what are you saying doom <laughs> but um as producer doom is like telling me like yo hurry up um so it is juneteenth you guys at least for me i mean based on whenever you guys listen to this um we are in the week of juneteenth and as you guys probably know or probably don't know this is the time where um slaves actually got out of slavery in 1865 in texas on this date because Texas, of course, has to be the only state where they're still keeping slaves during that time. So, yeah, so the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 63. But on this date of June 19th, they were pretty much like the last slaves to be free. So this is like a day that's finally being recognized in the United States, which is a good thing. Um, but I do hear like this history is not being taught in schools in certain states right now, which is I'm not surprised at all. But um, I want to suggest a movie that's kind of like relating to slavery, a horror movie, maybe not the best one, but it is a movie that I do feel like had a lot of potential and it could have been a lot better than what it really was or how it ended really because it had a lot of good ideas but did those ideas really manifest itself uh, not as much it was a little clunky but they could have like 
you know, made it a little bit interesting if they focus on one or two subjects. It's interesting because I had a conversation with Megan's World um, about this movie. And what she kind of told me that was very interesting is that what if they made this movie a 10 part series? Now, if you guys are wondering what movie I am suggesting you right now, it is Antebellum, if I'm not being too clear. <laughs> it is definitely Antebellum. So definitely check that out for Juneteenth. But like I mentioned before, um, Megan had a very interesting conversation with me. And it was just like, yo, what if they made this film into like a 10, like eight to 10 part episode show? I said that could actually fucking work honestly I mean I was reluctant at first because I was like yo I need a visual because I'm a visual learner for a lot of you guys that probably don't know I'm a visual learner I have to see stuff in front of me I have to actually do the stuff in order to learn it you know reading sometimes help you know um, someone telling me kind of helps but when it comes to like if I'm actually doing it with my hands and actually like doing said activity or said thing to learn how to do it oh i'm that's how i learn better i i am definitely a visual learner i know that much i need it done right in front of me to where i could be like oh okay now i get it (laughs) because i'm that slow (laughs) but um (laughs) Other than that, you guys, that's pretty much it for the show for today. Um, Happy Juneteenth, by the way, whenever you guys are listening to this. Um, Happy Father's Day also to all the dads out there. I mean, there's not enough of them out there in the world. Um, I'm not one. so (laughs) I'm going to just be watching wrestling on that day. So anyway, um, but other than that, thank you guys for for listening. Thank you guys for watching the YouTube page which I was literally about to say at first. Um, But if you guys want to follow me, it's Walter Doom on Instagram, Walter Doom 1 on Twitter, Walter Doom on everything else that involves streaming. And this has been another episode of Let's Talk About Horror. This is America. Don't let me catch you slipping now. Heroes do eat pussy. Stay diabolical. Peace.